Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Airway First, the podcast from the Children's Airway First Foundation. I'm your host, Rebecca St. James. My guest today is Kathleen Reddy, wife and mom, who is here to share her experience on the airway journey that began with her son, Jubal. Kathleen and her husband, Ryan, have been married for 11 years. They have four children, with number five on the way, and they live in North Idaho. As a family, they enjoy a number of outdoor pastimes in the area, and when inside, Kathleen is usually pursuing domestic arts in hopes of further blessing her family and her friends. I first heard Kathleen's story when attending a webinar that was being led by Dr. Ben Christensen. Her journey started with her son, Jubal, and is now expanded to include her other children. My hope today is that parents will find inspiration, hope, as well as some really sound advice from her experience. So now let's jump into my interview with Kathleen Reddy. All right, great. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kathleen. I appreciate you being here. Glad to be on. Awesome. So I'm just going to let you know, our listeners know that today's a little bit different. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Usually we have on you know, medical professionals, luminaries to share information with parents. So today we're mixing it up a little bit. We have a parent to share information with other parents. So um, again, just sincerely, thank you for being here, sharing all the details, putting yourself out there. And I know that this will help some other parent that's listening. So thank you. Well, I'm glad to have you help. So thanks for reaching out. Of course, of course. So let's just go ahead and start. If you wouldn't mind, just tell us a little bit about you and Jubal and, and how your airway journey started. Sure. So my name is Kathleen, and I have been a mother now for a little over seven years. Jubal is our first. And before becoming a mother, I worked with our local sleep doctor in his practice, taking notes for him during appointments. And so through that, I did learn a good bit about sleep apnea, airway difficulties, health issues that fall downstream from that. Uh, but I only saw it from the adult side of treatment. We, we rarely had children with any kind of difficulties coming in. Okay. So Jubal came along. I became a stay-at-home mother, which was the best job upgrade ever. <laughs> and he was just always fine, cheerful, chipper, happy little boy, happy-go-lucky. Um, and then somewhere along the way, he just started being a little bit harder to wake up in the mornings, a little bit harder to get going in the mornings, just kind of didn't really think anything of it. It just happened very gradually. And there was just also the fact that, you know, children go through growth spurs, children are changing, things happen mm -hmm. that make those things predictable. Right. One thing we often had with him every year, he would have some major, major bout with croup. Uh, croup was his nemesis. For a very long time when he was 18 months he was actually hospitalized for three days for such oh, a bad wow. bit. and again it was just one of those things that we never really thought anything of just oh he's prone to it some kids are mm -hmm. and then in my book group with some other moms one of that group had begun seeing dr christensen in our area for airway treatment for hair children and so she began sharing some details about the improvements they were seeing on various fronts and all of these little pockets of 
sleep-related education that I had gotten years back started clicking in my brain. Mm-hmm. And another mom was saying, oh, my husband saw that same sleep doctor that Kathleen used to work for and was told that because of his sleep apnea that had been undiagnosed since childhood, like his parents knew about it, had heard of him doing horrible episodes of not breathing. He, he had never been treated for it until after they got married. She basically sent him to the doctor right away. And mm. the doctor told him, you probably should have been taller. You probably shouldn't have all of these health issues that you have. It would probably have helped if you had gotten the scene a lot sooner. Right. And so all of a sudden my brain is taking these two bits of information. The man that my child may become if this is left untreated and the fact that we have a doctor an orthodontist in the area that treats children as soon as the age of three so i thought to myself we are getting in there right now because i had no Mm -hmm. idea you could even do anything for children because i had noticed that jubal would stop breathing at night i was like this is sleep apnea he's got it but what are you gonna do put a kid on a cpap like whatever exactly Uh, right Yeah, yeah that's what we all that's what we all thought yeah and so we popped down to Lewiston and Dr. Christensen said, yeah, that jaw, that mouth structure, he, Jubal got my retrognathia setback fun times mouth. <laughs> so <laughs> we started getting them going. And shortly before our initial consultation with Dr. Christensen, Jubal had had a checkup with our family doctor who just made the offhand comment, man, his tonsils and adenoids are just huge. There is no room in that throat. They're so inflamed and thought to myself, well, good thing we're getting this all checked out in a couple days here because I think we're going to have some improvement from what I hear. And sure enough, we get the first round of expansion begun. Six days into treatment, I happened to go into the kid's bedroom one night for something. And I just stood there dumbfounded because I realized For the first time in years, I had to listen for Jubal's breathing. How far into this was this? Six days. Six days. Six days of having an expander in that we would turn however many times a turn daily, we were told, to push the jaws apart. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, normally... I walk in and he's all raspy. He's all, you know, maybe making a cough. Just, you know, you can tell when he's asleep because you sure. Right. And here I am like, are you fooling me? Are you actually breathing? What are we doing here? And sure enough, he was deep, peaceful, calm breaths. And it was probably about a week after that. I went in again. And not only was it the same deep, calm peaceful breaths that i had to actually pay attention to hear he was flat on his back which normally his body would he would never sleep on his back because he would just choke out way too bad right they have to angle Mm -hmm. exactly so he's always been my curled up on the stomach kind of sleeper guy because Mm -hmm. he couldn't breathe otherwise and so to find him sprawled out with maybe a little hint of a to it (laughs) i was just dumbfounded But then beyond that, in the mornings, that was when we realized how much of our Jubal we had lost because we started finding the Jubal coming back. So in the mornings, instead of 
the zombie that would come and sit on the couch and take an 30 to 45 minute period to come fully awake. The zombie that sometimes, what would you like for breakfast, would send into a fit because I can't even handle it right now. Don't even talk to me like. Wow. That child was gone. We had no zombie. And instead, we had our chipper, happy boy marching out. Good morning, dad. Good morning, mom. What's for breakfast? And amazing. just realizing, where have you been? I did not realize we had lost you. And how and long how have we been missing? He? He when you just turned this? seven in July. Okay. So he probably was just about six when we started. I think it's been a little over a year that we've had this adventure. Wow. And we oh watched him go through REM rebound, which was something I remembered from my scribe days. People mm -hmm. would get on CPAP. Their bodies would go back into REM because they could breathe and not choke out all the time. And so their bodies would go into REM overdrive to make up for lost time. And they would report significant increase in dreams or strange dreams or, you know, very vivid things. And so it became very normal for a few weeks for Jubal. Oh, let me tell you about this crazy dream I had last night. Last time I had two crazy dreams. And so it was wow. a definite change. And he's just gotten more and more alert, awake, and just him ha happy and it's been a huge blessing from now, something as simple as, as, airway as simple, right? Are are you noticing a change in him when it comes to school or how he engages with other children? Not so much child engagement. Um, that's always been something that in our family we try to keep a firm grip on is that you are kind to others even when you don't feel like it or when you're tired and something we all have to work on and learn. So. Right. There were things that he was more tempted to, perhaps, when he was much more sleep-deprived and having issues that we would not allow him to get away with, you could say. So Outburst, that he, kind of thing. Sure, yeah, like we yeah. would, we might see those things, but we wouldn't tolerate them. And so um, I don't know that I would say that we've seen a dramatic difference in that regard. And we're about to kick off another school year here. And so I, I anticipate that some of the struggles that we had last year with focusing and, you know, some of his subjects he just loved. So, you know, like every kid, they love their thing and mm -hmm. other things are hard. But right. I, I'm hopeful that we'll see some improvement in just the ease which with, with which some of these concepts are grasped and implemented. And I just can't believe that so. is amazing. It's such a difference. And you're... Yeah you're among the fortunate. I mean, you knew yes. what to do. I've joked before, we should change the title of this podcast to you don't know what you don't know. Right. <clears throat> because yeah. as parents, I mean, we had no idea. Sure. But once you know about it, mm -hmm. you, you just can't not know about it. You can't not exactly. do something about it. And just to exactly. see this kind of transformation is to me, that's proof of what it can do. Right. Yeah. yeah. So as, a, as parents, I mean, what was that like for you and your husband, you know, I, I guess both sides of it, right? In the beginning, watching your child struggle and have these, you know, horrible nights and lethargic mornings Yeah. versus now. I mean, what, how is that for you guys? It's just a huge relief just to realize that not only was there a big problem that was probably bigger than we realized 
but that we were given the opportunity to have it alleviated relatively easily. And, you know, you can play what if all day. What if sure. we didn't know? What if? And that's just not helpful. Right. But we can honestly say there's a good chance he would have had a lot of issues for a very long time that mm -hmm. would be very difficult to overcome in adulthood if we weren't given the privilege of finding out about these things when we did. That's a of huge course. mercy that we were of given. Of course. Yeah. And I, and I think some of the what if is taken away because there's enough research and data to tell you sure. what would happen. It was right. just, you know, which one of those would he have had to live with? Right. Exactly. Right. Like, pick your poison. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, do, have you seen this in any of your other children or? We have our almost five-year-old with expansion because we looked at her and thought, oh, well, sure, her mouth shape is so much different than his. Probably no big deal. And then our first interview with Dr. Christensen with Jubal, some of the things he said, oh, well, what about her? What about Tilly? What do you think? And he took a quick look and, ah, no, not as much room in there as we'd want to see. I'm like, well, sign her up. <laughs> Next. Everybody. <laughs> That's right. So we're about to have our three-year-old start soon because oh, wow. she's much more similarly shaped to Jubal. And three okay. is as early as Dr. Christensen takes them. So we're just kind of lining them up. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. And and I, I mean, at this point, Jubal's probably too young to really understand does he have any concept of a change does he does he feel any different that has he been able to verbalize that when it first was happening definitely but okay. it's been about a year for him now and so i think that for him that you know when you're a child a year is so it's long just gone. And just mm -hmm. you don't remember and so i yeah, i just anticipate happy kid. that exactly I anticipate that maybe he could look back and be a little, oh, I remember when it was a little hard to get up in the mornings, but oh. right. I kind of guess that that's how it would be for him. Right. Well, and that makes sense. That's awesome, though. Yeah. As far as, you know, um, you know, obviously, Dr. Christians, and you were fortunate because you knew who yeah. it was. You you yeah. had somewhere to go. And yep. there are so many parents we're finding now that there's just not anybody in their area. So, yeah. Um, I will make sure in, in the podcast notes, we do put the link to this, but uh, your airway health solutions, for example, has a search that you can go find a doctor. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's good and, news. Uh, absolutely. It's great. So, you know, what kind of advice could you share with parents that are running into obstacles? One of the things we hear a lot is, well, I went to my dentist or I went to my pediatrician and they said, don't worry about it. They'll grow out of it. Mm-hmm. As a parent, you know, what would you say to another parent? Be tenacious. Keep asking. Keep finding. Keep looking. Decide for yourself how far you're willing to drive, how, how far you can go. And also learn to trust and be okay with closed doors. As a parent, you want the best for your child because you love your mm -hmm. child. Right. But you can't always get the best for them. Do your best to get the best, but can you get less, which is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. So find out what you can get. If everybody else that is, you know, going to be fantastic, it's too far away to make the drive. Maybe somebody closer will do at least something partway, which is better mm -hmm. than nothing. Maybe there's somebody in your area that would partner with somebody farther away. So you could see somebody far away for some initial things and get a treatment plan and, 
maybe pay somebody closer to do the work and do mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. intermediary check-ins. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But don't take no for an answer, but also learn that we can't always get the yes we wanted. And what kind of yes can we get? You're listening to Airwave First with today's guest, Kathleen Reddy. You can find out more about the Children's Airway First Foundation and our mission to fix before six on our website at childrensairwayfirst.org. The CAF website offers tons of great resources for parents and medical professionals, including videos, blogs, a recommended reading list, comprehensive medical research, podcasts, and so much more. Parents are encouraged to join the Airway Huddle, our Facebook support group, which was created for parents of children with airway and sleep-related issues. You can access the Airway Huddle support group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash Airway Huddle. Are you a medical professional or parent that is interested in being a guest on the show, or do you have an idea for an upcoming episode? If so, then shoot us a note via our contacts page on our website, or send us an email directly at info at childrensairwayfirst.org. As a reminder, this podcast and the opinions expressed here are not a medical diagnosis. If you suspect your child might have an airway issue, contact your pediatric airway dentist or pediatrician. And now let's jump back into today's interview with our guest, Kathleen Reddy. And then as far as, I'm not, I'm not sure, I don't want to make this assumption, but it doesn't sure. sound like you had as much guilt and consternation as some parents do because sure. you already had a little bit of a background. So it was a little easier right. for you to catch it and transition. Sure. But yeah, I'm sure you've run into other parents that are, and what yeah. do you say to them? You do your best for your child with the data you had at the time you made the decision. And if you didn't have X, Y, Z, that's not your fault. Right. And it's, it's so easy to, again, play what if, or, you know, I should have known as well, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. And that can be really hard to accept. I just didn't know. Yeah. And I wish I had, I wish I could have done. I wish that this, but it wasn't an option. And so that's how it was how are we now where are we now what can we do now to make tomorrow better because we can't change yesterday but we can work today we can work tomorrow and we can move forward from where we are but wishing we were over there where we should have been you know Mm -hmm. that wasn't our story that wasn't our path so let's live our story and live our path and be the best we can on that journey. That's fantastic. Yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. And it's and it's hard as a parent. Um, and I will tell you, you know, working with the foundation, 
and hosting the podcast, even it's really hard not to do that to yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, are there, are there any other, you know, changes that you guys have implemented to help support Jewel's journey as far as, you know, the exercises or myofunctional therapy or changes in eating habits or sleep hygiene? Sure. Uh, the myofunctional therapy step comes later in Dr. Christensen's treatment plan. He okay. used to do tongue tie releases and things like that more immediately. And then the therapist that follows his work afterwards told him, you know, I'd really love to have more room in the mouth in order to help these kids work these things, learn these new habits with their tongue, et cetera, properly. So there are things that will happen later in okay. the myofunctional arena. <laughs> um, but for right now, we're doing more upper expansion once his lower six-year molars finish coming through we'll do lower expansion make a whole bunch of room in there start mm -hmm. getting that jaw brought forward on the bottom and then we'll do some tongue tie releases and the next steps from there so there are definitely steps to come but we're just in a little bit of an in-between right now which makes sense but, yeah yeah it was fun, though, going to a seven-year well child check with our same family doctor who mentioned his huge tonsils and adenoids. And he looked in there and he said, those are looking way better. And wow. He, I said something about the, yeah, really glad we've been doing the expansion. And he said, any more sleep apnea? I said, not a thing. And he said, I think it's a really good thing you did that. You just gave him room for all of that to just grow in properly and just made some more space in there. So mm -hmm. and that was also nice having a family doctor who maybe isn't super familiar with all what all we're doing but aware enough like hey those were huge now there's more room hey mm -hmm. that's better and just having that support there to yeah oh for sure and that's another thing back that up we see because doing. so many of them were not trained they don't mm -hmm. know so mm -hmm. that's not their fault either but nope. we're so many of them once they hear about it go oh i mean it yeah. is it's life-changing for the medical professionals that find out. Yeah. I mean, all yeah, the way so I am excited to see what all is the fallout. Um, we aren't the only family in our community that goes to see Dr. Christensen. We aren't the only family in our community that uses the same doctor. You know, who knows how many recommendations get sent down? We don't know. Right. And that's okay. It's not our our job is to just do the best with what we have and exactly let the Lord do the exactly rest. and share what you can yeah and that's and that's what we're doing here which yep. is amazing um so i want to shift just slightly mm -hmm. for a parent that's about to start this journey with mm -hmm. the expanders on a day-to-day -day basis you know how hard is this to manage just so they can kind of set their expectations sure that's going to depend on the child. Some children find it painful to have the expansion done. Some children are fine with it, and then it gets more painful later. That was how my kids were. Jubal okay. and Tilly both started about the same time. And I was bracing myself for, ah, this hurts, ah, ow, that kind of thing. Um, the first handful of weeks, they laughed instead of tickled. I thought, okay, well, great, I'll take that. <laughs> But then as things progressed and things were getting pushed farther apart, then there was more discomfort with the turning. And But it's just one or two turns a day, whatever the recommendation is. And so you can be tough, kid. Mm -hmm. I know it hurts, 
Mm-hmm. But if you sometimes we would just, you know, tell them if you're brave and do a good job, here's a chocolate chip when you're done, you know, like, hey, there you go. Give them incentive for being brave and being cooperative, which is awesome. I love that. So I usually at the end of a, a podcast, I will turn it over to the guest um, because, you know, you guys are why people are tuning in. You're the ones that have lived the tale and have the expertise. Is there anything that you would like to leave with our listeners, with other parents at this, at this moment? Just a last thought. Fight the guilt. Any of that lingering guilt over, I wish I could have, I wish I had. What if none of that is in our control? It's not in our hands. We know what we know and we do the best we can with what we have. And the guilt and the bitterness, the anxiety, the stress, all of that's really bad for your health too. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> so just so let true. it go and learn to just open your hands, receive what you're given and do the best with what it is and make tomorrow better than today and let yesterday be yesterday and learn from the mistakes of yesterday and move on. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for sharing your story and Jubal's story. I, I really we appreciate it, Kathleen. Yeah, yeah thanks absolutely. for inviting me on, Rebecca. Oh, of course. Of course. Thanks again to today's guest, Kathleen Reddy, for sharing her story and to each of you for listening to today's episode. If you're new to our podcast, please don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a review or comment telling us about what you enjoyed most. You can stay connected with the Children's Airway First Foundation by following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Parents can also join us via our Facebook parent support group, The Airway Huddle, at facebook.com backslash groups backslash airway huddle. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for an upcoming episode, shoot us a note via the contacts page on our website or send us an email directly at info at childrensairwayfirst.org. And finally, thanks to all the parents and medical professionals out there that are working to help make the lives of kids around the globe just a little bit better. Take care, stay safe, and happy breathing, everyone.